Welcome to Upward Together. By joining us, you are entering a community built upon exploration, respect, and non-judgment. We aren't sure where our musings will take us, but we thank you for stopping by. Wait. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of oh, no. Upward Together with me, Jethro Castillo, and my co-host, Josh Morganlander. Hello, my name is Josh Morganlander. How are you today, Josh Morganlander? This is Josh Morganlander, doing well today. That's good to hear. I think my microphone is falling down. It looks like it, kind of. It also sounds like we're on we're at gunpoint. Hi, my name is Josh Morganlander and I am well today. Get yourself a boom arm, kids. Just get yourself a boom arm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you using? I mean it's a K and M stand. It's 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 not a it's not a swivelly swivelly. Mm. You're going to probably have to cut out some of this because I'm just like playing on my mic. It's going to be like. (laughs) Psych. Unedited. Okay. We're back. So you're good. I I think. Does it sound okay? No, I mean like you. Oh, you mean me physically? (laughs) Like just in general. How are you? Oh, just like how am I doing? Yeah. How are you doing? Hmm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, I would say. Kind of in that the neutral. post. What? Neutral? I, neutral? I was just following your line. Oh, I, did go, I did do a flat motion with my hand. But this is, the flat is above High. average. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Why is it above average? I'm feeling generally content and excited. And grateful and blessed, all those things. But I also had another day that was not as productive as it could have been. Sure. One of those. One of those. But I love this podcast because we're we're doing we're doing it. You know what I mean? That's my favorite thing. When we started. Um the doing because that's the only way you learn yeah and uh can't really get good at anything unless you are bad at it many 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 times before and i think that was a lot of what held me back from a lot of things growing up it was just like oh i'm not good at it i want to be the best at it or i don't want to do it at all and um that ensured that i didn't do anything because I wasn't good at anything because I didn't practice because I wasn't yeah, bad at it never first. Do it. No. So um, now I realize it's like one, no one really cares while you're in the process of things. But two, also it's like, it really is not about for me. It really is not about if it, uh, if it's good or bad is I I guess the question that I asked myself is, am I still enjoying it? Am I still having fun? Am I still getting something from this? And I guess you could say something along the lines of, Oh yeah. But if you have that mindset, it will always be good. 
but um, that's not always true. And I don't want to make that true because there are times where it's bad, even though you do love it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it doesn't really matter to anybody else but me. And I think that was something that I had to learn and am still learning that balance of not caring what people think about you, but also acknowledging that people do care about what you do and who you are. And, um, but I think if we're not supposed to get caught up in the negative comments, we're not supposed to get caught up in the positive comments either. And, and not that it's bad. I don't, I don't think either comment is bad because I, I think negative comments can be used as feedback. And I think positive compliments can be used as a motivator, but they shouldn't be things that we devote our time or our lives to. Um, And this is the weird thing about creating things is you create it for other people, but you also don't create it for other people. I I hear a lot of creative people all the time go, I'm doing this for the, my fans and my supporters. Um, And then you hear other creative people go, I'm doing this just for me. And I just don't think either of those two are wrong because I think it's both. Um, Anyways, anyways, just a little bit of thinking about, yeah, because the first video came on live yesterday for Upward Together, right? And it's you awesome. know, you you do the thing, or I do the thing where I check it like every twenty minutes to see if the numbers went up or anything. Like I haven't, that. You know, I haven't been doing that. New- I've learned to refrain a little bit because of music, because it'll change, yeah. and then it goes up and down. Yeah, I think for me in this specific scenario. And as you do something like, I remember when we released the first podcast, I definitely was like checking it pretty often. Mm -hmm. And then as we kept on going, it became less and less important to me, the specific numbers. Um, All of a sudden I was thinking about the next thing that I wanted to do or the next thing I wanted to do. And I think that's a really cool thing. Um, But I think it was just the first time I had made a video in a long time. And I think Mm -hmm. it's the first time that I posted it for people to react to. So I'm like, I I'm eating this up right now. Cause like, this is so cool. I mean, YouTube putting something on YouTube when you have it in a long time, I think it's the same scenario as putting music on Spotify. If you haven't in a long time or ever, especially if you've been consuming media off of a certain platform to then be, Re, re, in the platform <clears throat> uh-huh to to see yourself on the flip side um as the artist or the uh videographer the person who who created the project and not just the person who's viewing it i think it's it's a cool frame shift of of perspective into i'm doing this we're doing this now and it's not just something that i keep thinking about and researching by watching another video of how to right oh yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, exactly um that's so funny i i I think the sheer amount of research i've done on things in my life but just never turned it into action is just an immaculate amount of things yeah i'm just like oh yeah this is so great this is so cool and then i remember there were times when i would even like buy certain like not expensive gear but gear that they had and then i would just like put them to the side and never use them. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm, like, I'm, yeah, no, sorry. 
it's like uh like I, I have all the things I need. I just have to do it. And it's just that weird anxiety of doing something for the first time or the first few times that is really hard to get over. I don't know why. And I don't think it's for everybody. But I think there's something I, I, I don't know. I just think there's something scary about grabbing a camera. I remember when I grabbed a camera for the first time in my life and started taking pictures, I was like, I have no I have no idea what I'm doing. I this is so weird. And I just stopped because I'm like, I'm not a good photographer. I, you know, I don't get it. And then now it's just like a, like I'll grab the camera whenever I'm feeling up for it and shooting it. Um, what was that? What was that face? I don't know. Whenever there are small things that make sounds on my end, I don't ever know if my microphone picks them up or not. Oh, I, I didn't, my watch I didn't alarm just beeped. Oh, nice. Oh, on, on the half. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why it's set to right now because I know that we're this is normally when we record, but I just totally interrupted your your train of thought. But on the half, on five it's five it's four thirty. Mm-hmm. It's that it's come on, it's four thirty. What are you supposed to be oh, doing, God. alarm? <laughs> Do you have one like every thirty minutes or something? No, no, no. Um, no, I, I don't remember what I was talking about exactly. You said when you started making videos, you picked up a camera and you felt like what you were making wasn't very good. Yeah. Well, it's just, you, you watch things so much about certain hobbies or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you pick it up and it's not at all like they were showing it in the video (laughs) or reading the, like, it's like this, there's no, this, this camera did not. Uh, yield the same results as his and it was just like well yeah it's not it's not the gear it's 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 you practicing it over time and now since i've done photography since uh freshman year of college so four years now it's like yeah four years ago i was a i was not good at it and even now i'm still not that good at it but i have four years of experience under my belt i remember the first time i edited a video this was my sophomore year so i three years ago four years ago i don't really know um I was peeing my pants every time I started recording out in public. And then when I sat down and opened Final Cut Pro for the first time, I was like, like I had no idea what I was looking at. And so it, I, I, I have always appreciated people who just did things. Um, and I think over time that inspired me to just, if I wanted something, like if I, if I really enjoyed a particular hobby, like I, I, this is a very specific example, but I think like in June of this year, I somehow got onto the juggling part of YouTube mm-hmm. and I was just watching people juggling. I was like, that is sick. <laughs> that is so cool. The tricks that they're doing. And so then I was like, I'm going to get three juggling bowls. I just did. And then I was like, I can't, I can't do this at all. I kept on dropping it. And then at one point, one day I was just doing it for like 20 minutes straight. And I'm like, like the basic one. Right. And right I'm like, cascade. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, look at this progress. And I think it's so cool to see over time. And, and now this is why I, I it's crazy to think about how, and we'll get to your marathon. This is so I just I was no, like, no, 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 no. I know. I know. 
before it started, I was like, Josh, do you have anything to talk about? Because I don't think I do. And all of a sudden we start and I'm like, oh, I know it, this This is in my head right now. Um, um, what was I saying? Oh, when we first started Upward Together. Okay. Um, it was all about the the documentation of it, right? Cause right, right, right. When, when we talk, um, I find myself reflecting more and thinking more. And I was like, hey, like, let's turn this into something that we can save forever so that we can look back on it whenever we want. Um, and, and not, but for the purpose of like growth too. Um, mm-hmm. I think I want to be a better person um, in all things. And so being able to look back on things like that. Um, and so then when I was like, I want to bring my, the vlog back. It was like, well, because I kind of want to see my progress in life in general over the course of weeks, months, um, visually. Um, Because it would have been so cool, right, if I had that mindset in June, if I started recording my journey of juggling. And then I could look back and see how much progress I made um, over time. And I think there's something really cool about that because this podcast is not about the glory or the YouTube channel is not about the glory. It's about, it's literally for me, um, being able to reflect and then maybe even hoping that other people might take something from that. But, um, I just think it's, I, I, one of the really cool things about upward together and the way you worded it was just like, yeah, this is a way for us to document things that we deem important so that we never forget. And I, I don't know, this is really cool. And there are a lot of moments that will never be recorded and that doesn't make them any less important. Also true. Also true. And I also want to, I, this, this gets into funny waters, I guess, but I also think that just because you do record it, it doesn't mean that you're not present in the moment. Um, obviously, there is balance. But so often you hear it's one or the other, right? You ha- you have to be off your phone to enjoy this experience. Why are you watching it through your phone? You always hear that. Um, and to me, it's just like, well, it's kind of a win-win for them because they get to experience it in the moment and they get to watch it later for the rest of time whenever they want. But I think obviously there are times when it does take you out of the moment, right? I remember today, even just today, I was hanging out with a friend and I kept on looking at my phone for no reason. I think I was just waiting for a vibration or a text message. Yeah, I wasn't really present. I wasn't really intentional because instead of giving them my full attention, I was given this half of the attention or even just 25% of the attention. But I think if you're at a concert and you really do want to record it and you're allowed to, and you're allowed to record it, (laughs) I don't think you should be made to feel guilty Again, I'm saying I I don't think, because who knows what other people think. I don't think that you should be made to feel guilty because you want to record it. Because um, surely you can hold this thing up and still see it with your own eyes, like above the screen, <laughs> and still be bouncing and enjoying it. But I think there's also merit to people who don't do that and just enjoy the experience for what it is. I think both are equally as valid. Um, but I think there has to be some intentionality when considering are you being present or are you not? Um, But I don't think just because you use your phone, it means that you're not present. And when I, when I did that to myself, when I said that to myself, I actually 
went on my phone a lot less. I became like more gentle with myself with it. Um, because I allowed myself to be like, Jethro, if you want to use your phone when it's okay to, you're allowed to. You don't have to have this cool sort of like a facade of, yeah, I never touch my phone unless like I'm alone by myself. Because that's not honest. Um, I'm definitely on my phone more than I would like to be. But I think, I think it does, it's not beneficial to say to myself, oh, you suck. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to be better. Like, cut that under 50 minutes or else you're not a, that's, that's it. And it's just like, no, Jethro, you were on your phone a lot today. Tomorrow, you don't have to be. Um, and the next day, you don't have to be. But I, I, I think the other thing, wow, I am really rambly today. This is like, boom. I think the other thing is I never like uh, ascribing. Is that the word? Yeah. Ascribing a good or negative value to an inanimate object, to a tool. Um, when people go, social media is an objective evil, like technology is an objective evil. It's like, no, it's not. If there were no humans, technology is just it. It's, 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 it's how we use things that have a positive or a negative value. And of course, I'm generalizing. There are probably some inanimate objects that are always just bad objectively, like... Well, we could, I mean, we could, <laughs> like, we could talk about lots of things. I don't know about calling them objectively bad. I think it depends on what your goals are. Right. I think it, it's important to think about outcomes. I mean, if you don't want to say that something is bad, because if you use it in moderation or if you use it a certain way, it can be very beneficial and provide opportunities that wouldn't exist without the thing, the technology, the object. You could also say on the flip side, this thing or this object creates certain responses in humans that lead them to behavior that on aggregate has what society deems a net negative effect. People are depressed or they have negative self-image or they self-report feeling disconnected or unfulfilled, et cetera. Um, and I think that's, we talked last week about having the time and being able to reflect. If, if someone doesn't ever reflect on it, then certain things like technology, like your phone, like social media can take up your time. And this goes back to what we started talking about in the marathon and making videos. I, I'm not doing if I'm just scrolling. Most of the things that I think about, if someone says, what do you want to do in your life? How do you want to spend your time? What do you enjoy the most even? scrolling on my phone is not the first thing that I would think to say in those responses, but there are some days where if I'm voting with my time, that's what it would seem like I'd like to do the most. That is so interesting. I mean, you, you've said it in previous episodes and just in our lives in general, but you, you say like, is what I want to be in line with what I am doing right now? Kind mm -hmm. of. Something along the lines of that. Um, but, it, oh, that's so crazy. It's like, 
I identify as a reader. I identify as a thinker. I identify as somebody who loves to create things. Yet, if you were to watch me every single day, it's like it wouldn't seem like that at all. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe because I work in spurts of energy at the last second and do nothing before that, or maybe because like uh, fear, anxiety, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's so true. It's like, um, and I think also, I, you, I, it's hard to be perfectly intentional. Like all the time, it was difficult it's to, to be, be aware. Perfectly. It's hard to be present. We're humans were flawed, um, and there are days where I just have to scroll. Not have to. Jeez, that sounds like that. That sounds I mean, sketchy. <laughs> it slips. It slips into the. It slips into the narrative. Yeah, it feels. Yeah. I I feel like in terms of decompression or relaxation, even it's not what I would deem the most intentional. If someone said, what do you do to relax? Certainly some consumption, watching some YouTube channels, some YouTube videos, or listening to certain music. A lot of people say Spotify, social media in a lot of ways might be answers that I give, but you know, just scrolling through Instagram or yeah, I mean, other certain, certain random internet trails that you end up on, you just think, how did I get here? How long have I been here and how did I get here? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, exactly. That's that's not exactly what I would think is how I would want to. I mean, I could take a nap. I could meditate. I could go on a walk. Being outside and going on walks is pretty much my number one, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to say that I have anything against people who scroll through social media no no all no the no time. well once again i mean if that's what truly i'm like moving my legs all over the place right now if that's what makes you happy it's just important to really reflect on how you feel right before and after or when you spend your time if you're generally finding yourself with this sense of something's not right i'm not where i should be i'm not doing what i should be doing We've also talked about how shoulds, the shoulds are, are dangerous as well, because then you have to come to terms with where the narrative is coming from. Is that something that you decided for yourself? But also, if I decide I want to run a marathon and it's a day that I schedule to run, to train, and I'm sitting in my bed on my phone, this is when people talk about discipline, but I decided that I want to run a marathon. I paid my money to sign up for it. No one's making me go out and train, but... It's not exactly something that you can cram for. And so I say, okay, I'm just going to go because I need to go. I should go running. And then while I'm running, I feel lovely. And then, you know, you remember why yeah. you you like to do the things that you like to do. This is what we were saying. Yeah. Doing what what's in line with who you are. I wouldn't say that a social media scroller is part of my identity, a core part of my identity. <laughs> someone asked. It's just, I just don't, uh, at least the people that I know, if I ask them what their favorite hobbies are, no one ever says going through social, no, scrolling through social media. There are some uh, people, no one, there are some no one people I who, know. Yeah. 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 Um, I haven't asked many people. We could do a <laughs> yeah, survey. I mean, well, I mean, I ask people all the time, like, what do they like doing? What are their hobbies? Mm -hmm. I just don't think I and a lot of the people that I know consider 
social media, scrolling through social media as a hobby, or at least something that we want to identify ourselves with? Well, I think there's almost a, a sense of shame around it. At least in our, my circle of people. Right. And the people who, who we interact with the most. But I mean, even you said just earlier in the conversation, you don't need to be that cool guy who's not on his phone. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the, that is a lot of times the narrative coming to terms with, well, if your profession involves communication, that's the other thing that's hard though is separating work from not work, which I think a lot of people who are, who are creators or even people who are just um, self-employed ha- have difficulty coming to terms with is when are you on the clock and when are you off the clock, especially when being on the clock includes maintaining conversations with people or kind of image or or brand image and you never know when something's going to happen that requires your immediate response or attention and then all of a sudden there's almost no separation unless you also carve out that time to be off the clock well i just yeah i mean i was talking to a friend the other day and they were like i'm gonna do accounting for my job and i was like ah but you're gonna be miserable it's like no no because i do that so i can make enough money to enjoy the life you know afterwards or the you know from five to bedtime or the weekend because I get to shut down completely. Like my normal life has nothing to do with my work life and my work life has nothing to do with my at home life. So I can separate those. And I went, Oh, that's so different because in my life, it feels like I'm always on the clock because what my, like my livelihood, me existing could be turned into art if I wanted it to. Right. I could easily start recording everything and anything. And that means everything that I'm doing is suddenly part of work and I don't get to relax. Um, actually this past weekend, I texted my, my housemate and I go, can you teach me how to relax, please? He's like, just don't do anything. Like schedule the stress for Monday. I was like, I don't know how to do that. He was like, do not do work. And I realized that you also have in your schedule, you have to allocate time to relax. Um, because, or or you won't. Or you won't if you're right. if you're self-employed or or if you're doing something in addition to a, a nine to five scheduled thing. You you absolutely. I mean, and you can't just say uh, I'll relax later. It's like you actually have to set it, at least for me specific times because if I set it from let's say five to six, then from five to six, I get to relax without any stress of if I'm allowed to relax or not. I know I'm allowed to relax then because I gave that to myself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so tough to shut down, which is bad for your health. Um, Cause your body needs to unwind and relax and sleep, sleep. The flip side is sleep. you also need to finish the things that are your responsibilities before the time to relax. Otherwise it's very difficult to, <laughs> to turn off and unwind. <laughs> you know, what I have great that? admiration for my, my roommate from college, Jack, because he was a mechanical engineer and he would decide if he was, if it was someone's birthday or he was going out with friends on Thursday night or Friday night, he would do his work and then be free to go out and enjoy. And it's that same narrative. I mean, if my narrative is, oh, well, I'm in the ba- the basement struggling. I think people have gotten better with it. Well, I'm not sure I'm not in college anymore. Okay, so you have to know. explain the basement thing because that oh. sounded so, it sounded yeah, so yeah, sketchy. The basement, yeah, I'm, so in the, my, my dorm, I'm in the my, basement. <laughs> my dorm, 
I used to study in the basement a lot on the long nights, the ghost of Stanford hall. Uh, you know, the last one seemed like often the last one awake into the wee hours. Um, and once again, I, I so I was saying, I think in some spaces, undergrads have gotten a little bit better with recognizing that struggle bragging is the, the term, uh, <laughs> Have you never heard that? We all did it. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. <laughs> you know, you oh, well, you, you I got three hours three? of sleep. Well, last I haven't night. slept in two days. You haven't slept <laughs> yeah. in two days. Well, I haven't gotten more than two hours of sleep in the last week, <laughs> dude. Dude, and senior I, year, can I cut you off here? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Senior year, so freshman, sophomore, junior, I had poor, especially in my the friends that I studied with, Georgie, Felix, had we have terrible time management. To the point that every single night we were up at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. studying, and then mm-hmm. we would be exhausted. Senior year, though, I was like, I'm going to fix this. And I found myself finishing studying at like 9 p.m. every single day because I was like, I'm actually just going to be efficient with my time. And then I would go to bed at 11. I would stop staying up with them until 3 in the morning. Yeah. But then we would show up. But, I, you know, one of the things is I stopped hanging out with them as much because right, of that. Which is, which is also tough. So that trade-off is really yeah. tough. But when I would go to the 8 a.m. exam and I'm literally like energized, like I am normal and they are, they look dead walking in and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then they'll start struggle, struggle, complaining, struggle, bragging. I said struggle bragging. I mean, it's, it's, it's not necessarily bragging, but it's, it, you get the sense that someone's proud. You know, I did this, I suffered through this so hard. I think part of it too is like the American, uh, mindset or at least even just the college mindset where it's like you need to be busy and be doing as much as possible or you're one not maximizing your time while you're at college with the infinite amount of resources uh and uh two i didn't really come up with the second reason but i have to now because i said one and two uh two (laughs) (laughs) i do this to myself all the time i'll be like three things i want to say and i won't have anything i won't have anything (laughs) but one just a one one and then I'll make it up and people are like, ah, oh, that's amazing. Um, so one, you're not maximizing the opportunity, but two, like what? You're lazy if you're not. There we go. Heck yeah, Jethro. Two, you're lazy if you like aren't super busy. And so they were like, oh man, I only got two hours of sleep. And someone was like, I pulled an all-nighter. And I was like, I got eight hours of sleep. And you know, I, and I was just like, I think we should, we should be okay with saying that we relaxed or that we are healthy. Uh, well, I think at least once again, you talk about outcomes. I think most of the people who do better, if in this sense, we're talking about academically, there are obviously some of the chaotic people. What like, I mean, this is, was mostly me as well. And I did well, but I didn't do the very best. And that's the same kind of thing. It's if you're on top of your preparation, It's not that you're, it's just easier for you or something. You just manage your time better. It's, it's a, it's literally management. I started laughing because (laughs) one of, one of the things I did to learn to be better at time management is watch a ton of videos on time management. But it was, it was funny because instead of actually doing the work, you were watching videos about how to manage your time better. I was watching videos. Yeah, no, but that, that's what I'm talking about. Time. But that's that's what I'm saying about just doing, just doing it because you can't know. You can watch infinite videos about running form and the best gear. I mean, gear is another one that's terrible because it's also tied to money people trying to profit off of yeah your money grab uncertainty. Um, 
there's always some, if you have any problem, you can Google it and find something that you can buy to fix your problem, whatever it is. And if, if there's, if it's not on Google, then you should start a startup because (laughs) that's it. If you, because that's, that's, if you somehow get to the point where you're Googling things that do not exist, you have hit the mother load. Like you are, that is it. You are the future. Um, Um, speaking of the future, I kind of want to talk about the metaverse next week. Oh, or the week after that. Yeah, we didn't talk about that last week. No. Did you bring that up? Yeah, I think briefly. I mean, you sent something I, to me. I, did I bring it up during? I don't think so, but you sent me something on Instagram. Um, because one, Facebook changed their name to Meta. To Meta, yeah. Uh, but two, like because of COVID, too, this is like more prevalent than ever where... They want to do a lot of things on the metaverse, which is like attend live concerts, watch uh, w- WWE fights. Um, I didn't hear I, about that one. <laughs> like a, they just want to like do everything on it, and I'm like, how? This is literally us. Like this is Wally. This is Wally is happening. Well, that, that's another. I mean, that's another thing I was thinking about when I was running my marathon. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be a marathon. I think that's the other th- th- something that that. I thought that I had on Sunday during the day, a lot of, there were a lot of races held, uh, this past weekend. Um, this past weekend was November 7th, 2021. <laughs> yeah. That record, That's really the, helpful. Actually let the record show. Cause we don't yeah. necessarily always say that. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of different races of different lengths, the LA marathon, New York marathon, um, I had a lot of friends run a 15K in Chicago. And it doesn't have to be a marathon. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything more than you going outside and just taking a walk or leaving your room and t- like tidying up your house. I mean, I think the other thing that's hard is if in your mind you have this, I can't do that, so I can't do anything. You know, I, I can't run a marathon and if I don't run a marathon, then it's not good enough. You're and, not a runner. Yeah. And and that's just, it's just false. It's just not, it's just not the reality. I mean, if you enjoy putting on your shoes and going out, I'll run walking. I mean, I, I did run walk. I trained this whole marathon doing run walk. It was a program from Jeff Galloway, a book called marathon. And I actually tweaked. Well, I didn't really tweak my knee. My, kneecaps are not aligned directly over my legs it's called extensor mechanism misalignment um and when i did my longest training run three weeks ago i had just driven back to new orleans from north carolina six and a half hours one day in the car seven hours in the car on friday saturday and then sunday i got up and tried to run 28 miles and i did run 28 miles it took five hours and 40 minutes and my knees were not happy with me. And I ran through it because it was the, you know, if, I, if this happens during the marathon, then I'm going to have to power through. I had already done a 23 miler in Florida in the rain when we had to evacuate because of the hurricane. And I was used to kind of pushing through things. Um, people who have trained for endurance events may may be from or not endurance events either anyone who's done things where they push through things 
may be familiar. Um, but I was kind of off it, not running to try to rest. And then the week before the, the marathon, so I guess nine days ago, I went out to try to run six miles and at first it hurt and then it started feeling a little better and I went kind of fast. And then by the end I had to basically limp home. Wow. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to run. I didn't know if I had something seriously wrong, if I had cartilage damage or a ligament or something. And I was fortunate enough to go see an orthopedic doctor at a, at a urgent care. The The orthopedic or the knee specialist is only in the first Tuesday of every month. So if it hadn't been that exact week, oh basically, I would have been... I, I would have gone Screw. to see someone else, but yeah, I really, sure. they said that after because they scheduled me a follow up. But I went to see the doctor. They said all the things that I said about um, my knee cast, my patella, my patella. Um, and prescribed some anti inflammatories and gave me a knee brace. And he said, which was the best news I could have hoped for. Um, you're not going to do any permanent damage by running on Sunday. And if the knee brace bothers you, you can even take it off. Which, I mean, that was, that was the best. It just made me think of good scenarios or bad scenarios. And everything is relative because me, I don't depend on winning a marathon to feed myself. I'm not a professional runner in any sense. Um, but I have been training for a while. And I think this is the same kind of thing. Anytime you have a goal set and you put a lot of work into it, if it doesn't pan out, every a lot of people, probably billions of people felt this in 2020 with all of the cancellations and everything. Um, I can't imagine being an Olympian who was ready to compete in 2020. And then yeah, basically, I mean, you know, that's, you talk about someone training for their entire life for yeah. one or two weeks, the one moment, that one event, and then it gets thrown off and stories of people who maybe didn't get to compete because something happened or they then had an injury in the space between or someone else, they re did trials again and didn't make it or something like that. Um, and so me being able to run, you know, I was just so grateful that I was still able to, and I didn't have any lasting damage. You know, I can still walk. I could still run a marathon. I can still do everything in my life. Um, and so this past Sunday when I ran, I had no time goal. I just said, I'm going to just walk when I need to and just kind of do my thing and just enjoy it. And it was awesome. I mean, it was so cool to see that many people out there and, see everyone you know some people it was really cool because the course was out and back so when i was at i don't know nine or ten miles um a marathon is uh 26.2 miles uh about 40 i think it's 42.165 kilometers um to people who are not familiar and the person who was in first you know they, they come running back past and i was just so pumped to see them just got to cheer for them running back the other way and just did a lot of cheering people on. Um, and yeah, I was just, was just overall grateful, but 
even in the book Marathon by Jeff Galloway, the book that I read that I kind of took my training plan from this time. One thing he talks about a lot is there are going to be people reading this book who have specific time goals, people who are trying to qualify for Boston. And to everyone reading this, I just want to tell you, I don't think that I had, this is, this is Jeff Galloway who has run however many marathons. I don't know. He's actually a professional runner of all with so many marathons that I've run. I don't think I've ever enjoyed one more than when I finally dropped having a time goal and went with a group that I helped train and we just did it and finished it. And I would really recommend to all of you go out and just enjoy the day. Just forget about the pace, forget about running yourself into the ground and just enjoy that morning in that, in that moment, the city that you're in, the trail that you're on, wherever you are. Um, and because of my knee, I was basically forced into that situation. And I think I won't say never, but I think the next, I don't know when I'm going to run a marathon again, but I think when I do, I'll probably just do the same kind of thing and just take my time because it was so much more enjoyable. I mean, and for as much as I'm still recovering a little bit and my legs are sore, it's a big, it, it's a big venture. Um, you know, I didn't need to professional medical attention after the fact or anything like that. And I could just recover normally. Um, and I didn't feel terrible. Whereas in March, I ran my first unofficial marathon by myself on a trail with a time goal and totally hit the wall at 20, at 20 miles in felt so disappointed in myself for having to basically stop because if I didn't walk, I knew I was going to have to just not even finish the whole thing. And even though I ran that, that 26.2 miles in March, 40 minutes, 40 three minutes faster than I ran this time. I had more positive emotions after this one than I did after the other one. Mm. I was like, Mm. I was mad with myself. I was disappointed that I had been minutes over the goal I had set for myself because I did all the classic rookie mistakes came out too fast. Didn't eat and drink enough. My shoes were half size too small. You live and learn. Um, if you're a runner and your feet hurt a lot or you're losing all your toenails, try buying your shoes a half size bigger. That's a pro tip. Um, <laughs> and even though... Yeah, if, if your feet are constrained in any way, it's probably best to get a pair that does not constrain them like that. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's even though by any other metric, I did better, quote, quote. Just remembering, I felt disappointed. My family was there both times supporting me, you know, it was congratulations. And this one was the first official one. So I think maybe that plays into it a little bit, the excitement of race day. If you've never been to a marathon or run a marathon, go to go, just go spectate a marathon or any kind of endurance race. Um, Cause there's so many, it's just inspiring to see all the people who have all their own stories and, and just kind of leave it all out there on the road. But yeah, I mean, I was I was disappointed with myself in March, even though I ran 45 minutes faster. And it's just like, for what? I mean, 
neither one of them really mattered. If I had never run 26.2 miles in my life, I would be okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, but in a, in a strange way, it does matter. I, nothing mattered. Oh, I wrote this oh. down somewhere. <laughs> I, I wrote this down. So <laughs> one, okay. Before I continue, we're at the wrapping up point and I really do miss your, I love everyone. So we have to make sure to do that for this one. Okay. Um, but something that I wrote the other day, cause I was just thinking about it. Uh, and I, it, oh, here it is. I wrote, if you don't care about anything, nothing really matters. Like, I wouldn't get mad in your situation because I don't run marathons. I don't run really in general. And so that part of life doesn't really matter to me. Um, or I, I, I don't really follow uh, international football, soccer. Um, so when drama is happening between players or you know somebody moved to a different team, it doesn't really matter to me. But when you bring up Steph Curry and we're talking about basketball, oh my gosh, like that's my whole world. You know, I'm exaggerating, but it's so interesting that it's like, yeah, you could, I, I think, I, I think you should also give yourself more credit because like it does matter to you. Um, I think in the, the first instance of the marathon, you were frustrated because you didn't get the goal that you set for yourself. And I think you're, you should be allowed to do that mm-hmm. um, because you want to push yourself and you want to, you, you have high expectations for yourself. But I think furthermore, on the flip side with the second marathon, you also realize that there are more things, there are things important, more important in life than just like meeting like really strict goals for yourself that you can do it for the sake of enjoying it and having fun. Um, but I think you should be allowed definitely to be hard on yourself where you need to be because let's face it i mean you spend a lot of time preparing for that marathon um you you spend a lot of time figuring out you know the the right routine the right workout plan so that when the day came you'd be able to meet the time that you would set for yourself um i think the only thing then is if you don't meet the goal be you know be angry at yourself, but don't like beat yourself up because you can always just do it again the next time and try it better the next time. Um, but in some strange way, it is kind of, I'm going to be careful. It's strangely serendipitous that you got injured when you did. I don't know if you had a time goal set before you. I did. I did. Ah. That's yeah. a, so the whole, the whole day would have been completely different. I mean, yeah. the course was pretty hilly as well, which I was another reason I was grateful. New Orleans is not hilly. The biggest hill in all of New Orleans is one overpass that's near City Park. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I 100% was training with a time goal in mind. Yeah, that it really did change. It, it really did change everything but i think one thing that is really cool one of the things that is really cool about this conversation uh is that you didn't like let it bring you down that you always had like a positive spin to look at it because there are many other people in your shoes who would have been like i am so upset 
that I can no longer meet my time goal in this well, mess. I was and upset. I'm sure. No, I was upset. And I'm sure you went through it. Yeah, I'm sure you went through the feelings. But I think you looking back on it and this well, is, terms with is it. so important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, it, yeah. A lot of the, the fitness, exercise, health things that I do are with the intention of having healthy body to support healthy mind, healthy spirit, everything, everything else. And obviously I know running is not necessarily is not predisposed itself to longevity in terms of like your knees. Um, but no, for sure. I mean, when it was the conversation I was having in my head of me running this race is not worth me not being able to walk for the next three months or something or needing surgery to, to fix something drastic. Um, I definitely, those, those last few days, um, before I went to the doctor, I was really kind of, kind of bumming. Hmm. But I do think we probably need to wrap it up because I see it's been. Also, it just looks like you're disappearing into darkness. Yeah. The problem with daylight <laughs> savings now is that I was using natural light. I'm going to have to get a fake light. Yeah. I was using natural light and. It just gets dark so much earlier. We kind of <laughs> look like, like the angel and the devil. Like, just I'm so white, not by skin tone. <laughs> I'm just white clothing, white background. It's really bright. And you're just like dark clothing, dark. <laughs> you know? Oh, there you are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, is there anything you'd like? To say, to close off the episode. Thanks for stopping by and love everyone. And we'll see you guys all next week. I Thank you all for listening each week. It would mean a lot to us if you left a rating and review, as well as recommend the podcast to people you know. Your feedback helps us improve allowing more people to find this podcast and muse along with us. If our conversation gave something to you, maybe it will give something to someone else. It sure gives something to us. See you all next time.